connected. Um, we started with a scripture that I read last Sunday where the Bible said that for this course in 1 Corinthians 4, I think it's from verse 17 or from verse 16, that for this course we faint not, that though our outward man may perish, but our inward man is being renewed day by day. Somebody say amen to that. And then the Bible goes ahead and says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, walketh for us a far more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. For we look not. Somebody say we look not. The Bible says we look not at the things which are seen. We don't look at the things which are seen. We don't base our hope on the physical. We don't look at the natural things that the devil is doing. If all your eyes is fixed on natural, the devil will defeat you. He operates with the natural world. He operates with the flesh. And the Bible says, for we look at the things which are not seen. And the things which are not seen are things like your faith. You don't see faith, but it works. Oh, where is your amen? I say, you don't see faith, but he can move mountains. You don't see faith, but he can heal the sick. Many times people got healed and Jesus said, your faith. Somebody highlight your faith. He said, your faith had made you whole. Not me. Your faith. You don't see faith. But he said, look unto those things which are not seen. Look unto the things. Many of us, are, our eyes is on physical things. You get a doctor's report, your eyes is on the report. Are we together? You get a bad news, they send you a sheriff. Uh, you know, summons that your house is about to rep uh, be repossessed, you focus on that repossession. You forget that there is something called faith. Don't look at the things that you see. Oh, preach it to somebody. Tell somebody, don't look at the things you see. Say it like you are serious. Don't look at the things you see. Alright, so we began to deal with that and then on Wednesday, I, I dealt with um, you know, that God can hide in your affliction. For those of you who didn't come to church, please go to the social media, our social media platforms and listen to that message. God can hide in, our, in your affliction. That in all that you may be going through, God is in there. Somewhere along the line, he will just show up and, and make sure that the devil is humiliated. And we use the case study of the children of Israel when they were afflicted by the devil. They were, Pharaoh was, was possessed by Satan and decided to torment God's people. And when it was time for them to exit, Pharaoh, the Bible said, did not know Joseph and decided that let them afflict these people because in case their enemies come and they join forces with them and defeat the people of Egypt. So Pharaoh decided that they would torment and afflict the people and not let them go. But God said in the midst of all that is happening, Pharaoh's refusal was done by me. I did it so that I would take glory over Pharaoh. Sometimes God will allow the enemy to play with your destiny. Knowing what he's about to do to the devil. Oh, say amen like you are serious. So, so when you go through things, don't despair. God is in the midst of it. How many things work together for your good? All things. Just know that all things work together for your good. Now, I want to deal with something today that you need to use your weapon, the weapon of testimonies, when you deal with trials. Um, the story we read, we read about a man called David. How many of you know David in the Bible? All right. Uh, you know, David is, is one man that everybody should go and study. The man was just another kind of human being. David wrote all the book of Psalms. Every time I read the book of Psalms, I get, I just get astounded with the revelation knowledge that God gave one human being. Look, I can understand Paul because then Jesus had come and the Holy Spirit had come. But at this point, we didn't have the Holy Spirit within. And David could read, you know, one of the scriptures that always astound me when I read it is Psalm 103 verse 1. When he says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And, and, and as I was reading that scripture, I paused. I said, how did David know that soul can bless God? I'm like, Lord, you know, church, and David was not a man of, he was just a king. He was a king. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, my heart, my kidney, my bladder, my intestine, my liver, my, 
all my pancreas, my esophagus, every, my bones, my bladder, everything can bless the Lord. And all that is within me. And, and, and I read that scripture, I paused. I said, Lord, how did David get this revelation? Wow! That everything in me can bless God. But you see, David was a man that, was, that went through all kinds of hell. Let's look at the beginning of David's story. When we heard about David, the only time we heard about David was when Saul was about to be dethroned because he had disobeyed God. And the Bible said that God now said to Samuel, I have rejected Saul. Why are you mourning for him? Take your horn of oil and go to the house of Jesse because I have prepared me a king in the house of Jesse. And the Bible says Samuel being one of the cutting edge prophets at that time, who could hear God? I mean, Samuel was sharp in the spirit. And the Bible says he filled his horn of oil, arrived at Jesse's house. When he got there, the Bible says Eliab came out. And he said, behold the king. Ah! God said, no, I have rejected him. I mean, Eliab looked like a king. Eliab was a muscled man. He was, he was like a military man trained. And here he was and God had rejected him. And the Bible says, Abinadab came out, who is the second son. God said, I've rejected him. Shammah came out, who is the third one. God said, I've rejected him. And all the seven sons of David, of, of uh, Jesse, came out. And God said, there is none of them that's a king. So David was a rejected child from, from childhood. So Samuel looked at Jesse. Are these all your sons? Jesse said, Oh, okay, okay, okay. There is one. Somebody say forgotten. Church, listen. I know you may have been rejected. You know, sometimes, I, I don't know if Christians don't read the Bible. When people go commit suicide because of rejection, people went through more than you. I mean, picture a house where all your brothers are sitting and watching Netflix. Your father sends you to the forest to go and take care of sheep. A rejected child. He was just there only with animals. All he understood was being a shepherd to the animals. All his brothers were eating cheesecake and malva pudding for dessert. Halebosha, I'm hungry already. Glory to God. <laughs> they were enjoying themselves watching Netflix and watching DSTV. But this young boy was rejected. And all of a sudden, this man said, okay, oh, I remember there is one more. Samuel said, none of us will sit down until that boy shows up. And that is what will be your testimony today. For wherever you have been rejected, God will honor you in that same place. I say, where you have been rejected, God will honor you in that place. Everywhere people have said you will not amount to anything, you will end up becoming their head. Can I prophesy this morning as I feel it? I say, God is making somebody the head and not the tail. God is raising you up above your enemies. Those who rejected you will bow to you. Shout amen. David was rejected. He was a boy that nobody wanted to talk to. According to theologians, although it's not documented in the Bible, it was said that David was the, one of the boys, uh, he was a, the son of Jesse that was not given birth to by the wife of Jesse. So David's mother was an away match. You all know what I mean by away match? The father left home and went with Sibongile. Mm -hmm. And then eventually Sibongile got pregnant and gave birth to David. God is humorous. I say God is humorous. I say God is humorous. Sometimes God will take the things that are abased to confound the things that are on top. God will take the little things of this world to confound the things that think that they are mighty. Am I talking to somebody here? God will make the wisdom of the foolish to be, to be so foolish that they will, they will be shocked at the move of God. David was just a rejected child. Everybody, I mean, we have stories of rejected people. Japhthah was one of them. You all remember the story of Japhthah? Oh man, I don't want to go there. Lord, help me. Why did I mention Japhthah? Japhthah, the mother went to sleep with a prostitute. The father, a prostitute, and gave birth to Japhthah. And then this father... He was in the house. His father died. 
And the children, all the children gathered and said, Japheth cannot inherit from our father. And they chased him out. And Japheth became a street boy. But he, in the street, he became street wise. Asha. I said in the street, he became street wise. While he was in the street, there broke out war against uh, the children of Israel and another nation. And the Bible said they had nobody to lead them. And the children of Israel now said, hey, <laughs> there is one boy we rejected. And Japhthah, they came after Japhthah. By the time they got to Japhthah, Japhthah had raised some men. Ah, I said Japhthah had raised some men. You know what Japhthah said to them? If, you, if, if I go fight this battle for you and I win, will you make me your king? Make me your head. The boy knew how to negotiate. Beloved, don't enter a battle you can't negotiate for yourself. Listen to me, learn to negotiate. Some of you fight unnecessary battles. You need to take on battles that will pay you. Oh, let me talk to this side. I said, take on battles that will pay you. Don't just take on anyhow battles. Am I talking to somebody? We have all the story of rejected people in the Bible. Men who were rejected, who people thought they would amount to nothing. This was the case of Japheth. Japheth, this was the case of David. We have all this. Look at Joseph, how his brothers dejected him. Listen to me, if you have been rejected, there is something God is, is ordained for you. Hey, Jesus. You know, there is something that reject on, rejection does to your soul. You know, I tell you my story, I've told you my story, how I was thrown out of the house because I got born again. Everyone rejected, there is something about that person. Your parents, your siblings, everybody just comes against you for no reason. Sometimes. Sometimes it's for jealousy. Sometimes it's for the fact that you are serving God. But let me tell you, there is a we the weapon of rejection. I believe it's a critical weapon for anybody God is making. Anytime you are rejected, the Bible says that the stone which the builders have rejected became the chief of the corner. It became the stone that everybody must see. Am I talking to somebody? If you have faced rejection one way or the other, get ready for an elevation. God is going to put you, he is going to make you the head. I know that. I know that. So rejection is a weapon God uses to raise men. I'm telling you. Look at Solomon. Solomon was giving birth to. That's why even when David was about to die. I mean, his son, his first son, was, he, he had already made himself king. And then eventually he began to fight his father. And then Solomon was rejected because Solomon was given birth to by Beersheba. By Beersheba. Because Solomon at that time, the father, you all know the story, the kings were fighting, the father decided to stay at home. And then as he went to the rooftop or to his penthouse, he saw a lady taking a shower and decided to go and mess around. And now he gave, she gave birth, to, she got pregnant and she gave birth. But eventually that boy died. And then obviously she got pregnant again and she gave birth to Solomon. And Solomon was rejected. Nobody even, nobody talks about Solomon. Solomon is just, he, he knew his father's ways. If you read the book of Proverbs, you will know that Solomon learned wisdom from his father. He will be writing, my son, my son. He was all just describing his relationship with his father. His father taught him wisdom. The boy was one of the boys that sat down with David. I mean, you know the number of Proverbs Solomon wrote. Songs. Look at all the book of Solomon that he wrote. You have Ecclesiastes, Songs of Solomon, the book of Proverbs. And all these, all these books that he wrote, I'm telling you, church, if you go deep in them, there is deep revelation because he wrote them at different phases of his life different phases they were ones he wrote when he was very spiritual they were ones he wrote when he had messed up you know solomon had how many wives 500 wives and 300 concubines asha mm. i know some brothers are saying pastor can that come to pass in our day you will die in a day not with the women of today those years you can try it. You try to already too. Uh, your life will never be the same. Anyway, but this is what happens to rejected people. But here he was. Samuel says, send for him. 
and David came and the oil was poured on him and he was anointed and as soon as he was anointed he went back to the to what he knew to do anointed but still serving <laughs> let me let me repeat that again anointed but still because these are the days when people say I'm anointed I can't serve anyone I want to be the general overseer you will you will you will you know Part of the reason for the mess-ups in ministry today is because many people are not ready for ministry. They went into it not ready. They're not prepared. It takes a lot to stand here. I like how Apostle Joshua Selman describes it. He said this ground here is very slippery. It takes, it takes a lot of God's wisdom to stand on this altar. It's very slippery. You see, as I am, I'm stable. That's because of years training years of God cooking me years of God taking me through trials troubles all kinds of attacks hell that I've been through to make me steady on this ground that's why you must never wake up one day and say I'm anointed oh last night I dreamt I saw a crowd and I was the one preaching and you go and start Sibongile is on his way to heaven ministries you will fail say look at your neighbor say it will not work no 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 it will not it will not. I have had sons who have come to me and say, Daddy, I want to start. I say, it's not time. I know you are not ready. And they went and they crashed. They crashed. I have told some of my sons who started church to close down their church because I knew they were not ready. I knew they were not ready. Most of them are depressed, are suicidal, are, because it takes a lot to stand here. David was anointed, yet he was serving. Still serving the sheep. And one day, the Bible said that God, at this point, when David was anointed, the anointing lifted from Saul. And an evil spirit was troubling him. And when he was tormented as a king by an evil spirit, the Bible said that one of his servants said to him, Listen, there is a son of Jesse that is cunning in playing the harp. Why don't you call him? Let him play for you to relieve you of this evil spirit. And David was invited to the palace. Came into the palace and began to play. As he played, the evil spirit will leave Saul. And now, a day came when Saul and David's brothers were by the, at war with the Philistines. And David's father said to him, listen, come home and take parched corn. Come and take uh, bread and come and take some cheese. Uh, you know, like beggar. And, and just take it to your brothers or sandwich. Take it to your brothers. And the Bible said David came, took all the things, and he was a very humble boy at 17 years, took the things to the brothers, got there. As he got there, he saw a man roaring. These Philistines called Goliath from God. From where? From God. So this man is saying, the Bible calls him a champion. He said, there came a champion. Please, whoever is on the screen, follow my story. You should know the verse that I am as you are, and I, as I'm talking, you are jumping to that verse. The Bible said this champion called Goliath of God came out and the Bible began to talk about his weapon, the armory he had. His spear was of a certain weight that even was weighing more than David. Described his helmet, described all his armor. And then the Bible said that uh, when David brought the food to his brothers, this man said, Hey, Israel! Send me your champion. Send me somebody that if he fights with me and defeat me, you rule over the Philistine. But if I defeat him, you become our subject. And that was the story. David just heard it. And then the Bible said that every person in Israel, including Saul the king, were in fear. And David looked at him and said, excuse me, he touched one guy. Who is that guy? They say he's the, he's the giant or the champion of the Philistine. Okay. Uh, what will happen if somebody defeat this guy? Oh, you will receive boldness today. What will happen? 17. The king. The Bible describes Saul from his shoulder upwards. He was higher and taller, bigger than everybody in Israel. Yet he was in fear. There was David negotiating and asking what will be done for this, the man that will kill this guy. And David, as he asked that question, his brothers, Eliab, uh, I think it was Eliab, 
Eliab said to him, hey, boy, who did you leave those little sheep for? And come here to come and brag. Will you go back and don't be a naughty boy? And David said, is there not a cause for what I'm doing? And the Bible says that he went to one of the servants and said, please, can I see the king? And he got to the king. The king looked at him from where we started reading. In 1 Samuel 17, I think we started reading from which verse? We started reading from verse 33. The Bible said, Saul said to him, David, you are not able to fight this man. You are a youth. And this man is being a man of war from his youth. Look at it. There is a difference in that statement. You are a youth. He was a man. He's been a man of war from his youth. That means he had advanced in warfare far from where you are. But David said, Sir, I want to share a testimony. Mm. I want to share a testimony. Using the weapon of your testimony in trials. Anytime you are afflicted, pull out your old testimonies. I don't know why Christians don't remember what the Lord has done. I don't know why we seem to forget what God did yesterday. David said unto Saul, Thy servant keepeth his father's sheep. <laughs> I was in the, just like I was rejected, I took a hobby and decided to keep sheep. You see, God knows how to throw you. He will use your situation to bring you to your destiny. You know, church, there is a difference between God's plan and God's purpose. They are not the same. For instance, God's purpose may be that you will be, uh, what can I use? You are going to uh, be in America in the month of June. Or let me not use America. Let's say Limpopo in the month of June. You are going to be there. That's God's purpose. But his plan is how you will get there. So his plan is what? How you will get there. You can get there by road or you can get there by flight. But his purpose is that you will be in Limpopo. That's why when the enemy stops God's plan, it doesn't mean there is no other plan. If the devil is trying to stop you from getting to where God wants you to get to, understand that his purpose will still be accomplished. The only thing is the plan might change. Am I talking to a believer here? So that's how God operates. So David was to be a king. He's been anointed king. But yet he was keeping the sheep. You know why? God knew that he was going to lead the whole of Israel. And he made him a shepherd to lead sheep first. That's why he wrote in Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He knew because he was keeping sheep. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. He wrote that because he was a shepherd. He knew how to take care of flock. God will place you in positions where something will happen for your destiny. I mean, today church, many of the gospel artists that are named worldwide today started in church choirs. Tasha Cobb started in church choir. But you see, as she was singing in the choir, she took her destiny serious. That's why the things you do in the house of God Please use it well. Do it well. You never can tell. That may be your elevation. That may be your pro promotion. That is your way. That is God's plan to your purpose. Am I talking to a believer? So David looked at Saul and said, Sir, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And a lion came. A bear came. And I took the bear. I caught the bear. I caught the lion. Took out the sheep from the mouth. And when the lion and the bear turned against me, I caught them and tore them from their mouth. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he must defy the armies of Israel? Church, David pulled out the weapon of his testimony when there was trouble. 
Because you see, how David killed Goliath showed that it was totally God. There was no David. Church, how do you have... In fact, when Saul was about to send David to go and fight Saul, to go and fight Goliath, he took off his armor and gave it to David. David could not walk because he was a little 17-year-old boy. You are giving him the military weapon, the armory of a, an old, somebody who is bigger than everybody in Israel. He couldn't walk. And he said, I, have not, I can't use this because I have not tried it. Sometimes God will not allow you to use things you have not tried. And that's how God works. He does not use people he has not tried. You have not been tested. You have not been tried. And you want to become a giant. No, it doesn't work like that. No, 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 no. Wait to be tested. Every trouble you go to is working together for your good. Every test, every trial, God is using it to work something out in your life. For our light affliction, what did God call it? What did God call it? Shout it out loud. What did God call it? Our light affliction worked for us a far more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. God is using that trouble to work something out in your life. The Bible said, David said, I haven't tried it. And they took it off. And the boy ran towards Goliath. He looked at Goliath. He said, hey, you uncircumcised Philistine. <laughs> Goliath said, I come to you by the gods of the Philistine. And David looked at him. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord God of Israel, whose armies you defy. Church, when the enemy threatens you, threaten back. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. Stop being quiet and gentle. You need to talk back to the devil. The doctors give you a report, say, I can never be sick. I don't have this disease. I will never acknowledge this. Yes, the symptoms may be there, but don't take it with your mouth. Am I talking to somebody? The Bible says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. I don't know why believers are chickening out of situations. I'm tired. I'm done. I want to die. Let me go. No! Rise with the word of God. If God be for me, no devil can be against me. Man, church, you must listen. Nobody is going to speak for you. You have to speak for yourself. You need to declare words. They serve you letter from the sheriff. You look at it, your house is going on auction by the 1st of June, 2023. You look at that document, they say, in the name of Jesus, I am made of God. And whatsoever is born of God, overcometh auction of property. And this is the victory that overcometh this challenge, even my faith. Am I talking to somebody here? Church, you need to speak out. Goliath threatened this boy. The boy threatened back. He said, today, I will cut off your head with your own sword. He declared what he would do. He declared the end from the beginning. And Goliath thought it was a joke. And the Bible says, David ran towards Goliath and went into his back, took out a sling. How do you take a sling on somebody who has arrow that is heavier than you, has weapons that are covering him, helmet that is covering the whole head, but he took out a sling and took a stone out of his back and began to swing. I said, began to swing. He began to swing. Church, oh boy. Church, you know, no matter how little you think you are, God can use the little and make it so much. Never despise where you are. Don't despise what you have. Listen, it didn't look like a sling can bring down Goliath. It didn't look like your 5,000 rent can build a house. Let me talk to the side. It didn't look like your 10,000 rent can buy a Bentley. Am I talking to somebody? It didn't look like what you have can become anything. But God knows how to take little things. Ah, I said God knows how to take small things and make them big. Multiply them. He took the little 
sling and began to swing it. Yes, Lord, I don't have strength against this man. I don't have what it takes to fight him. I don't have the power. The edge is not on my side. The anointing is on my life, but I don't have the stature, but I have a sling. I said I have a sling. I don't know who came with a sling this morning. I don't know who came to church with a sling this morning to defeat that Goliath. Church, don't be discouraged with your little. Though your beginning may be small, your latter end shall be greatly increased. A sling, a sling, a man who is a man of war from his youth, you are flinging swing. Shadabahaya. I'm sure when he was swinging, he was praying in the Holy Ghost. Father, this sling is nothing compared to this man. But as I sling this thing, let the Holy Ghost pick up this stone and head it to the right direction. David knew that he didn't kill Goliath by his muscle. He killed Goliath by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He killed Goliath by the power of the Holy Ghost. He killed Goliath because the hand of the Lord was upon him. Don't run from your enemies. You don't know what you have. Church, there is nobody big enough to take you down. No one. I'm telling you the truth, church. Sometimes it seems like we are just little and feeble. But the truth is God is on your side. If God be for us. One day, an army of people came to arrest Elisha and the Bible said they surrounded Elisha's house and Elisha's servant ran master, master we are finished oh we are about to die Elisha said you and who I'm sure he asked him if it was me that's what I will ask you and who will die and then he said you don't understand the king of Syria has sent everyone to come and pick you up and to kill you he just looked at the young man and said he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said Lord open the boy's eyes as the boy's eyes were open, he saw something else. And then look at the statement. They that be for us is more than they that be with them. If you didn't take anything home, take, just take that statement. They that be for us is more than they that be with them. Let me tell you, the God that be with you is more than a billion people being against you. David took the sling and he flung the sling. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost picked up the stone. Goliath was wearing a helmet that had, you know these uh, guys that play American football? They have helmets that have like a, a burglar in front, a burglar proof. But God, <laughs> he looked for a hole in the burglar proof. <laughs> and he made sure that that stone entered. He, you see, God will, he, you see, church, God, God positioned the head of Goliath. As soon as David flung that stone, the stone was picked up by God himself. And they landed on the right spot. And everybody was shocked. Church, listen. I don't care how powerful a 17-year-old boy is. If he slings, if he shoots a sling, he may not be that strong to kill a, 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 a giant. But you see, that is the way of the Lord. God always takes what we have. He takes the little. He takes whatever. That's why you must never discount yourself because you earn little. You know, there are some people, when I prophesy that you will live in houses you did not build, the, the first thing that comes on their mind is, after deduction, what do I get? You are not serious. God does not work with your deductions. Oh, <laughs> church, listen. The reason why God, let me tell you what, you see, the assignment of your job, num, there are two assignments. The first one is that you give value to the society. Say amen to that. You give value. That means whatever you have learned, whatever you've studied, whatever gift you have, you give it as a value to the society. The second reason for work is that it provides food for you. For he that must not work, let him not what? All right. So 
it, the, the Bible says if you don't work, you won't eat. So the assignment of work is just for food. But if you want to be rich, you have to disconnect from salary. I'm not saying don't work, earn your salary, but disconnect and connect to the blessing. For the blessing of the Lord, make it and add it. I told you, don't plan your life on your salary. Plan your life on the blessing. Let me talk to this side. I say, plan your life on the blessing of the Lord. Listen, if I have to check everything this church has achieved based on our income, we will not be here today. Everything you see here today was done by faith. We enter assignments, we enter projects without arming church right now, right now as we speak. Because of all the construction going on, I can say this online. We have just about, I don't know if accounts, we have just about 5,000 rents in the church account. Our conference is going to cost us at least 1.5 million. You think I'm looking at the money? No, I don't. Listen, I've been a pastor for this church for 11 years. I've never pastored with money. I don't do anything with money. When we choose, my brother is here. When we were doing this extension and building the youth hall, he walked to me. He's here in service. He said, you know, you don't listen. Because they can see how much is in the account. He said, we should have done one and left the other. After we finish one, we continue the other. The question I ask him is, which one can you do? Even the one, if you keep it like that, you may not finish it on time. I said, let us do it by faith. Did both of them finish before our conference? Because he was, I don't blame him. He was looking at the physical money they count and the physical money in the account. But I don't, I don't live by money. I don't what? Live by money. Listen, church. Where is the king Norbert here? Where is he? Is he here? There at the back. They cannot be took my because I, I'm 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 renovating my office. He took my office, so he bought my office desk. He said he wants it. So he took my desk and took it home. Got home, opened the drawer, saw envelopes with money, and returned them to me. He didn't know what's inside. One of them had euro. If I tell you how much was in, did you open it? You didn't. See, he didn't know. It was thousands inside that euro that was in my drawer I have forgotten may you get to the point where you forget money is it church I am trying to tell somebody that you don't need money to survive you don't need money to live in this kingdom the church shall live by faith he brought me two envelopes with thousands of rents inside them and I have forgotten Honestly, I have forgotten. It's been there forever. I didn't know those money were there. Somebody probably as I was walking gave me an envelope. I didn't know it was euro. The other one was rands. And I just left it in my drawer. Because my, my mind is not on money. I have accustomed to living by faith. Acha. Am I talking to somebody here? You, you must you must reposition today reposition your mind leave money alone money is for babylon i said money is for south africans you are not of this world though you are in the world you are not of this world you are from the kingdom above for he that is up from above is above all you are from above stop frightening them when you don't have money you are no we live by faith. Faith is a currency that is higher than money. Oh, your amen, your amen, your amen. Church, I have been, you know, I'm preparing a message on how to live your life outside of Babylon. Church, you need to disconnect from South African economy. I told you guys, even if the economy of this nation crashes to the ground, God forbid, we will not let it happen. But if it does, you and me are supposed to live as if the economy, if we are living on a different economy. And we are living on a different economy. We are. We definitely are. You can pay school fees by faith. You can buy groceries every month by faith. You can drive a car by faith. 
Am I talking to a believer? You can wear clothes by faith. Stop. Stop all this. I, you know, you are broke, you are depressed. One of my daughters, some years ago when this church started, lost her job. She was an usher for two years. They didn't have a job. She and her daughter were living in her flat. They, the bond was, she didn't have, obviously, the previous, they, they gave her pension, the money finished. For two solid years, she didn't have money. She would tell me, Daddy, I will just come back from church. Somebody has dropped a packet of everything we need, grocery, at the door. You know why? Her eyes were on Jesus. I can promise you, if she kept her mind or her, her eyes on money, she would not get those miracles. Two years, no income. Living in her house, eating fine, and never miss church. Because her eyes were not on money. The just shall live by faith. Church, David took that sling by faith. He, okay, picture this. Can you imagine if, for instance, this stone didn't get to Goliath. David was running towards him, and Goliath caught David. What would happen? 17-year-old boy. What would have happened? But you see, he, he operated totally by faith. The words were, he said, today, God will give you into my hands. The same God you have defied his army is going to give me what it takes to cut off your head, use your own weapon. He remembered how God delivered him from the lion and the bear. What are you going through today that you can't remember what God has done before? Listen to me. Many times you are depressed because you forgot the deliverance God gave you yesterday. I mean, as I am now, I, how will I, where will I be depressed? Church, God has done too much for me to be depressed of anything. When I remember the things he has delivered me from, am I talking to a believer? When I remember all the things I've been through, I remember the battles. I remember how they would have killed me many times, and yet I didn't die. I know that the same God that kept me in those times will keep me in the next battle. Am I talking to a believer this morning? And that's why, church, if you have a testimony, send it to us. Send it. In fact, we are going to start now. We are going to start reading testimonies. I'm going to have to get one of the pastors or I will read out testimonies. If you have any testimony, please put it, if you can, type it, put it in an envelope or you send it via our email, info at houseoftreasuresministries.com. Send it there and let us read your testimony. Because you see, once your testimony is on the altar, Satan is paralyzed. Testimonies are powerful. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. That's how they overcame Satan. They testify. God is good. God did this yesterday. I mean, I look at this building. And I say, God. This building was built by faith. Purely by faith. By the time we were building this building, we were still owing the owner of the land one point something million. And I... I told them, God said we should build the building debt free. They looked at me like this guy has smoked Dhaka. I said, oh, no, I didn't. I smoked faith. I smoked faith. And there you go, you are in the building. Built by faith, debt free. If you are in this building, there is nothing God cannot do in your life. I'm telling you, there is nothing. By faith. They just live how? by faith. But you know, what amazed me is that David made the same mistake that everybody here or many of us makes. In the story we read in chapter 21 and verses 8. 1 Samuel 21 verse 8. Put it for us on the screen, please, quickly. Ah, are you blessed today? Oh, we are about to pray shortly. David said unto Ahimelech, is there not here under, the, under thy hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor weapon 
with me because the king's business require a haste. Ah, Jesus. Follow me, follow me, please. Next verse. The priest said, the sword of Goliath that you took and killed Goliath with. You know, after he slung the, 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 the sling, the stone hit Goliath on the forehead. Goliath fell and he took Goliath's sword and cut off his head. Hello, church. And brought it to Saul. Now, he took that sword with him. Now, David is about to go and meet the king of the Philistines. He wants to go and meet the king of God. The same place where Goliath is from. He wants to go and confront him. David sees the sword. <laughs> he left the sword. And went to the king. Keep, let's keep reading. Just, the, the Bible says, Then the priest, the sword, the sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Elah, Behold, it is wrapped in cloth behind the effort. If thou will take it, take it, for there is no other to save you. David said, there is none like that. Give it to me. Next verse. The priest, David arose, fled that day for the fear of Saul, and went to Achish, the king of God. When he got there, next verse. The servant of Achish said, is this not King David? Now, at this point, Saul is still the king. But even the Philistines recognize that the one that won the battle is the king. Husband, stop saying to your wife, I'm the husband. Which battle have you won? When there is a knock on the door, you send your wife. Somebody's arm robbers are by the door. Baby, go check, go check, go check. <laughs> you know, I'm the head of this house. No. If you want to be the head, take responsibility. The head has responsibility. Head is not a gift. It's a responsibility. Say amen, somebody. You know there is difference between gift and head. Or gift and, 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 and calling. Or office. A gift, let me put that in perspective. A gift is given by God. And the Bible says the gift of God is without what? Repentance. That means, if I, for instance, I have the gift of prophecy. I can, that's why many of these false prophets sleep with women and still prophesy. Because it's a gift. But you see, when you come to operating in an office, which means I am operating as an apostle. This is now the responsibility I have. There are certain things you can't do. Otherwise, God will deal with you himself. Gifts can operate without responsibility. But when you hold an office, a position, you must be responsible enough to make sure that you guard what secures that position because you can lose it. I'm telling you, so many prophets that have been sleeping with women, their ministry is over. They don't know. They think because they can still prophesy, that means that they are still anointed. No. The gift has no responsibility. Keep going. And the Bible said, then the servant of Achish said, Is not this King David of the land? Did not they sing to one another in a dance, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, David his tens of thousands. You all remember that this was what brought David trouble. You, do you all remember that? Those of you who read Bible, okay, let me tell the story. Uh, David, after he killed Goliath, the women, you know women know how to put men in trouble. Mm -hmm. So the women began to sing. David has, Saul has killed 1,000. David had killed tens of thousands. And Saul heard it. What happened? Saul became jealous. Saul now took, David was playing for him to, to help him relieve him of the evil spirit troubling him. He took a javelin. And what did he do? Threw it on David. David dug. And the thing hit the wall. He did that three times. Because women, you know, church, People can sing praises on you to trouble. Be careful of how people sing your praises. Some of you, pride has entered you because people always tell you you are beautiful. You are this, you are that. Oh, you didn't tell me I'm beautiful, especially you women. You didn't tell me I'm beautiful. You know, my friend, if you don't tell yourself, 
look in the mirror, say, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. Marvelous are the work of his hands. Don't let anybody talk you into nonsense. That's why some of you have run after some men in the office. Because every time you come into the office, oh, you look beautiful. And before you know it, you start going, no, don't let praises make you sin against God. They signed David into trouble. When men praise you, please learn to release that praise back to God. Every time people honor me, every, when you, you are doing, even when you guys are saying, let's honor our father and mother, I sit there and I say, glory to God. Father, I give you the glory. That's what I do. I immediately shift glory to him. Yes, the honor is good because it is due. How many of you heard John C.W.? It is due. But you that they are giving the honor, make sure you return it to God. Because honor can keep, make you so proud. And, and let me tell you, they are, oh Jesus, Jesus, don't make me go there. I don't have time. There are seven things that can blind you spiritually. Where you can't see spiritually. Seven things. Can I give you some? Are you interested? Are you interested? Number one is negative emotion. Somebody has a negative emotion. You see all this strife, bitterness, pr pride, and, uh, you know, envy. All these emotions, anger. Church, let me tell you, anything that speaks to you when you are angry, don't do it. You will always do wrong things when you are angry, when you are bitter, when you are envious. You will always make wrong moves. Don't, don't say the Holy Ghost told you when you are angry. I've seen some of my sons who left this church. Maybe something happened, I said something, or I did something, or somebody did something, and they were angry, and they say, it's time for me to leave. God said I should leave. It's not God. Negative emotions will blind you to hearing from God. It will blind you to seeing the things of God. Negative emotion. Somebody's hala negative emotion. Number two is pride. Somebody hala pride. Pride is a weapon that will never allow you to see God. You will not see your way out. When you are proud and arrogant, that's why God giveth more grace to who? To the humble. But what does he do to the pride? He resists the proud. Please remove pride from your life. Humble yourself. Children, humble yourself before your father and mother. You can't be so arrogant that nobody can talk to you. I rebuke you and you leave church. You are not ready for God. That's pride. That's what? Pride. Church, pride will blind you from seeing God. Pride, pride will blind you from hearing from God. These are the things that cause spiritual blindness where we are. This, the third thing is greed. Man, I can't finish this. Maybe let me stop here. Greed. Somebody holler greed. When you are greedy, you'll be blind to hearing from God. Beloved, Judas was selling Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus even announced it. He was speaking. He couldn't hear Jesus. He was only thinking of the money. Some of you can sell me because of money. You can sell your husband. Sell your children. You can sell your destiny for money. Many of you women have taken off your clothes for money. That's greed. Don't sell your destiny. You can't see. Church, to be spiritually blind is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. For you to not hear from God, for you to not receive the realm of the spirit, for you to not receive revelation. Church, our life is lived by revelation. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, not that is written in scriptures, that proceeded. Somebody said the proceeding word. Proceeding word is what? Revelation. For God has not made us minister, God has made us able ministers, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth what? Life. The spirit gives life. Don't go and make your life about Man, greed, greed. Today, people are doing internet fraud, selling drugs for money. That's greed. You can't hear God selling drugs. The only thing you will hear God is repent or you will die and go to hell. Am I talking to somebody? I said, am I talking to somebody here? 
Church, don't let greed overtake your life. Don't let pride overtake your life. Don't let negative emotions overtake your life. Are we together, church? Are, are you hearing me today? Let me give you one more. I'm not going to go beyond that. Number four is immorality. Anytime you are sleeping with a man or woman you are not married to, you are spiritually blinded. You can't see. You, you are blind. Immorality blinds people. How many of you remember the story of Samson? Okay, you won't talk to me. What made Samson lose his eyes? What made Samson lose his eyes? Immorality takes out your vision. You can't see. Samson lost his sight because of a woman. And you can lose yours because of a man. Or a woman. Immorality. A woman, you tell her, if you tie me with fresh rope, I will lose my power. She did it and she called the Philistines against you. You were so stupid. Samson was so stupid and blinded by immorality that he didn't see that the woman was... Men, church, listen. You can't tie me. I give you two answers. No, three. That if you do these three things, I will lose my power. And you did it and called the Philistines against me. And I destroyed them because I still had my anointing. And then I go and tell you the real truth. Immorality blinds you. Please, I beg you. If you are sleeping with any man or woman, you are not married to stop it today. You see, I'm telling you this thing because God is going to raise giants in this church. I was talking to the men yesterday. Listen, the team God gave us for the conference is kingdom, raising kingdom builders. God told me, life, I was in Swaziland preaching. I was on the pulpit when he said to me, I'm going to raise Nehemiahs. I was standing on the pulpit preaching. He said, I'm going to raise Nehemiahs in House of Treasures. I heard those words clear. I'm talking men who will build the wall of Jerusalem. Men who, when we say we need money to do anything, they drop 1 million, they drop 10 million, they drop 20 million, they drop 100 million without batting an eye. I'm talking giants in the realm of the spirit. But you see, I need to disconnect you from spiritual blindness because you can't become anything doing some of these things. Let me go back to my message and finish. My time is gone. If I do the rest three, don't worry, I'll, one of the days if the Holy Ghost leads me, I will do the last three. Amen. But are you blessed with the four so far? Yeah. All right, okay. Go back to my scripture. So David went to king, the king of God, Akish. Uh, go back, go back. Where are you? First Samuel 21, we're in verse 9 or 8 or 10. The Bible says that G David... When he got there, instead of David to remember the sword, David was so Go back, go back. Go back to the previous verse. Go back now. What is your problem? Go back. The priest, keep going, go, verse 10. Verse 10, keep going, keep going. David arose for the fear of Saul, went to Akish. Keep going, keep going. And the servant of Akish, we've read this, keep going. Keep going, verse 12. David laid up the words in his heart and was afraid of who? Afraid of who? The king of who? Where Goliath came from. Now, before David left, he asked the priest, is there any sword I can take? The priest said to him, there is wrapped in a cloth the sword of the giant you kill. David left it behind. He left his testimony. Now when he's about to meet Akish, he's afraid. Anytime you forget your previous testimony, you will live in fear on the present trial. David was scared. Look at this. David was so afraid of Akish. Look at what David did in the next verse. A king, somebody who killed Goliath. I mean, church, listen, Akish is far smaller than Goliath. You have faced a bigger problem yesterday. God delivered you. Now you are faced with a small one. You are depressed. You left your sword. You left your testimony. 
And the Bible says, David changed his behavior because of fear. And what did David do? He disguised himself as a madman. David began to pretend that he's mad. And the Bible said to the point where the Bible says he became mad in their hands and scrappled on the door. So he even decided to close his eyes and he was trying to look for the door because of fear. Isn't this what many of us do? And he let the spit, all his spit were coming out onto his beard because of fear. What brought the fear? He left his testimony. If he had the sword of Goliath, I guarantee you he will not be afraid of the king of God. Because it was told us that Goliath was the, was the biggest man in the whole of God. But he left his testimony. Please use your weapon of testimony to confront the challenges of today. That's all I've preached this for. That don't forget your past. Don't forget where you are coming from. Don't forget the things God has delivered you from. Don't forget that testimony that God did last year, last two years, last... I mean, you didn't get that by your power. Am I talking to somebody? You didn't get that marriage by your power. You didn't attract that man because you are beautiful. There are some be more women more beautiful than you that are not married. Am I talking? I said there are people who have more qualifications. There are people who have more degree than you. But yet you are in a position that you know that if it had not been for the Lord, how will I be here? How will I be here? Church, don't forget your past testimonies. It is a weapon when you are facing any trouble in the present. Did you receive the word of the Lord? Church, it is time for Christians to understand the workings and the ways of God because times are coming upon us where the enemy will send us so much trouble that many times we will end up taking our life if we don't know what God has done yesterday. When I look around my life, I see all the good things that God has done. Are we together? That no matter the bad thing that is happening, I know that the same God that delivered me from the bear and the lion will deliver me from this one. And as a man of God, I declare over you every trouble you are in now. The Bible says our light affliction which is bad for a moment. I declare that affliction ends now in the name of Jesus Christ. I put a timeline to that affliction. I put a timeline to that trouble. I put a deadline to that evil. In the name of Jesus, I terminate that evil now. I terminate that evil now. I terminate that evil now. I terminate it now. In the name of Jesus. Church is not going to last forever. Oh, I love what Peter said. He said, after you have suffered a while, the God will, God will establish you and he will settle you. God is settling some people today. I don't know who I'm talking to. I said, God is settling some people today. You thought your life was over. You thought it is the end. You thought that thing will kill you. But I'm here to announce that God is settling destinies today. You are living here with your settlement. If you are the one I'm talking to, let your amen shout, shout it loud. It's time for us to know that we have weapon in our testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies. And they loved not their life unto the death. Church, we will not give up. No matter what we are going through, keep moving. I say keep moving. Look at your neighbor, preach to them, say keep moving. Keep moving, keep moving. It's going to get better. I said it's going to get better. That affliction is working for you. Eternal weight of glory. I said eternal weight of glory. By the time you finish going through that trouble, when people see you, they will not believe who you are. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I just can't give up now. Oh yes. 